Hey guys, thanks for listening hey, in today. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I think you mean everyone. Oh, so sorry. I need to be more inclusive. Thank you. Hello everyone, and thanks for listening to the podcast today. I'm Kevin. And I'm Brian. And we hope you enjoy. All right. Brian, we are live. We're live. Episode 34 coming to you live from I'm Brian's excited. Garage Studios in beautiful West Dundee, Illinois. It's Brian and Kevin. <laughs> oh man, can't wait till we get a sound guy. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm in a really good mood because tomorrow is Thanksgiving, which is yeah. one of my favorite days. I love Thanksgiving. And while it might be a little bit different, um, certainly for my family and, and I think for a lot of people's families, not maybe having quite the company in, in terms of numbers, it's still something to be excited about. And um, I just want to wish you all, to the audience, to Kevin, you know, have a happy Thanksgiving. And to all a good night. All right, guys, we'll see you on Sunday. <laughs> All right, no more goofing around. We're talking about cabinet picks today, kids. Yeah. It's going to be exciting. And before although, before we yeah, get please, to cabinet yeah, picks. Yeah, 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 Brian, go right ahead. I think it's important that we talk about how there are two pardons today. Oh, yes. Number one, Donald Trump pardoned the turkey, which is a White awesome. House. Yeah. So cool. I, I love that they yeah, do that. Yeah, I love that. Um, didn't love the party. You're a real good turkey. <laughs> I think you're going to go really far. I mean, you may not be, you're a good turkey, maybe the best. Who knows? I don't know. Some people say. <laughs> Some people say. Uh, and I mean, you're the best turkey because I pardoned you and I'm the best. Oh, I, do you think you would have pardoned it if it was mostly dark meat? Uncalled for. <laughs> Not even the pardon that the, was uncalled for. The pardon I why do you bring turkey race into this? The pardon I didn't like, yeah, please, was Michael Flynn. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm surprised that well, I guess I shouldn't be surprised. I don't know if it would have happened. I know, you know, had he won his next election, I or the, the 2020 election, I don't know if he would have, but you know, here nor there. Um, that's something to address. I think we're kind of moving forward and Biden, uh, president elect Joe Biden has started naming cabinet you know, positions. I'm sorry. Cause you're talking I, I, before we leave pardons. Yeah. Have we left it yet? Are we leaving it? No, no, no. Okay, good. Well, well. we'll finish your, th- your thought on Flynn. Oh no, it was finished. Okay. I thought it was not. Cause I'm, I'm going to make, I, I haven't been right yet. Actually, no, I was right about one thing. <clears throat> I was right about um, record numbers of voters this year. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got that. This is going to be the second thing I'm correct about, and Brian and I talked about this earlier. Really? I I, I am going to, I'm not a betting man, 
but I'm, I'm going to be a betting man. I think that Joe Biden will pardon Donald Trump for any and all crimes that he has committed. Oh, you wanted to get that on, on podcast? I wanted to get that on podcast. Um, I'm calling it as a Richard Nixon, Gerald Ford. Move it, move it along. Yeah. I would yeah. be, I would be surprised in that. Um, you know, I, I actually had this conversation with, uh, you know, one of our listeners, Nick, and who's a good friend of mine. And he was saying that it's just, it's a little different because a Gerald Ford and Nixon were the same party. Right. And right. the other aspect is I think Biden's going to distance himself from it completely. He's going to let the DOJ do its job and yeah. he's going to like say, you do your thing. I have a pandemic to deal with. Like, it's not going to be a rallying cry to go after, you know, past administration. Right. I don't think he's going to focus on that at all. I think he'll let the DOJ do what it needs I to do. I think we'll see. I think we'll see. <clears throat> um, so I, I think, you know, I think that is probably the, the most likely path, but you never know. I mean, you were right before, so. I've been right once out of 10 times. <laughs> it's a good rate. <laughs> you know, there was there was a state you got that I I was way off on. Was it Iowa? No, Iowa didn't flip. Mm. I think it was Florida. I think you said Florida would stay red. I said blue. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It was close though. Yeah, I can't remember the number of votes in Florida. What it was? No, it was very close. I'm trying to push that shit out of my brain right now. Yeah, yeah, I did with Fireball. Anyways, <laughs> cabinet picks. Which, by the way, just to reiterate, at the front of the episode. Uh, December 11th, we've decided to do the Mad Libs holiday party. We're going to do a live stream. Right. We're going to have a full setup. We're going to we're gonna make sure we wear our ugly Christmas Day sweaters. We're going to wear or we're going to have some drinks. And I know that a lot of people are going to be <clears throat> actively social distancing. So, you know, you might not have that party atmosphere. Well, we'll bring the party to, to yeah. you through a, a live stream. Yeah. I think we might have a guest appearance from our wives, too. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm guessing we will. Yeah, just bring out the uh, tequila. My wife will come. <laughs> <laughs> she is an awesome person, but when she drinks tequila, she becomes even more awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but when she drinks tequila, I was like, oh, that's not a good one. No, that's not a good one. <laughs> no. She becomes even better. Great. I don't have anything bad to say about her. She puts up with me. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So, um, cabinet picks. Let's, let's move along here, Bri. Yeah, I mean, we got we got a good amount to go through. I think yeah. it's important that we just kind of cover the general, right? You know, because this is all spe- still somewhat speculation. Some of them have been called, for yeah, because sure. they still have to be confirmed, right? Yeah, it's got to go through that. But I don't think there's going to be an issue with that with anybody that's been chosen so far. Yeah, I mean, there were, you know, when uh, Donald Trump had brought some people to be confirmed, there were some that had a more rigorous confirmation <laughs> right. hearing. And rightfully so, you know, your secretary, your original secretary of state was a CEO of ExxonMobil, like right. in Tillerson. Um, so you had some people, DeVos was heavily scrutinized and right. turns out it was a good thing they did. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there, there's going to be some scrutiny because, you know, there is an element of partisanship that is probably, I don't know if we've ever seen this level in the last four, well, probably six years since. Yeah. Since like McConnell took over the Senate yeah. during the Obama administration, and then you know the the pendulum swinging against right. you know Trump, Democrats doing all they could with you know filibusters or whatnot. So, right. Yeah, let's get started. Where do you want to start? <clears throat> you 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 had the list. Uh, you want to start with Tony Blinken? Yeah, Tony Blinken, Secretary of State. Hey Blinken. Hey Blinken. <laughs> 
Um, if I, you don't know, that's Robin Hood Men in Tights for those of you in the audience. Yeah, like, I, I, I know you did. Yeah. I'm saying to the audience. That was one of my. I, I loved that movie growing up. Really? Oh my god! Yeah, Carrie Yule, Yule's is just great. I, yeah, I mean, at that time, I knew nobody that was in it, but it just it cracked me up. Yeah, I mean, who he, was the blind character? That's Blinken. That was okay. Yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, okay. Blinken. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Tony Blinken, Secretary of State. Um, he was part of the Obama administration, was he not, Brian? Yeah, and that's gonna that's that's gonna be a, a kind of a very common thing, thing here. Yeah. yeah, and you know, before it was we kind even, of a copy and paste ma- um, atmosphere here. Yeah, and I think, and this is what Kevin and I were talking about. For me personally, being a very very left progressive person, I would love to see more progressive choices. However. Right. You know, I understand that Biden is a centrist. He's, you know, middle of the road, very moderate, and he was going to choose moderate people to kind of get us back. You know, we've Business shifted. So, usual. yeah, we're we're so far right right now that it's going to be, you know, getting back to where we were before we look towards progress. Right. And the other aspect is in, in a lot of these positions, there are some very urgent matters that need to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. And you need someone that has a wealth of experience and knows exactly what Biden wants right. them to do. Right. So I think that's a common theme, but I'm I'm not terribly frustrated by that. Like as much as I would yeah. like some progressive choices, I think I think I I'm more I think I'm more frustrated with it than you are. Um, I'm trying Which to is be surprising. Like yeah, I'm just I'm I'm uh, not really because I, I think we need to make more. Well, you know what? I think I agree with you. Yeah. In the fact that we need to make more drastic moves. I think we may be uh, a little bit different on where those drastic moves need to be made, but that's a conversation for a whole other podcast. Um, What I didn't like about Tony Blinken, he's got a a pretty rock-solid record. You know what I mean? That's that's another thing, and I want you to explain No, 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 please, go ahead. But that's another thing about these choices is they're dull. And I I mean, that's that's a good thing when you're talking politics, like... Yeah. yeah, you want you want some excitement. Don't get me wrong, but we don't need this like tweet every hour, right. like random, like oh well, you know, is it like so much speculation around every single candidate? It's right. like, well, the resume speaks for itself. Like, yeah, okay, I didn't like this one action, but yeah, other than that, it makes sense. But continue, playing yeah. Game. Well, he played a big part in um, the campaign to bomb Libya. Yes, and I didn't like that. Um, that was a you know. Rough call, mm-hmm. and then he's also part of a firm, or was part center. Like he has influence on a firm. I think it's called West X Advisors. Okay, um, which wants to extend market access to Fortune five hundred companies into mm-hmm. China. Mm-hmm. So working with people to get cheaper labor in China, mm-hmm. moving our, our mm-hmm. money that way. Yeah, and I don't like that. I think we need to separate. Not, I don't want to sound drastic, but we need to separate ourselves economically from China. I think that's a really good call out. I. I do understand. There's, we a couple, to, there's a couple of people that he's chosen in his cabinet that have that same mentality of kind of like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think I'm of the mindset that we need to be a little more diplomatic with China than, you know, we have been in the last four years. I think, you know, the Trans-Pacific Partnership, you know, that Obama laid out was very beneficial and I think, in general, it gave us more influence over yeah. the Asian area. Mm-hmm. But I can understand that. Like, we, well, during we, the Obama administration, was there was a huge push. I could have, the, I could be off of my years. This might be. 
I think it was during his first term. There was a big push in China, especially like parts of like, um, well, all of Asia, you know, Hong Kong, China, mm-hmm. um, a big push for like American things. They were living a more American lifestyle, mm-hmm. buying more American products mm. and things like that. Yeah. I, I remember reading about that. Yeah. I, I actually didn't. I don't know exactly what you're referring to, but I could have definitely seen that being the case. Yeah. I mean, they definitely had a more, <clears throat> a, a less antagonistic relationship than we've had the last four years. Mm-hmm. And while I think, you know, China has a lot of human rights violations and, right. you know, they they don't necessarily, you know, play by the rules all the time. Mm-hmm. I think they are, it, we're able to work with them a little bit better than we have been. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think those are things I can't get past. I get it. I understand it. I just, I want everyone to be treated fairly worldwide. Oh yeah. And I know that like, that's not our country to run. And I'm not saying that's the way that we should be doing things, but I don't like their, their labor laws out there. I don't like, no, there, there, there's human rights, you know, violations for sure. And, you know, and the people looking, are dying. Yeah, and we're looking the other way so that we can get our products for cheaper. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm like I'm the asshole that goes to the store and like when we have, you know what I mean. So like we just went through this again when we had our youngest son, mm-hmm. and I'm going through the aisle looking at binkies, telling my wife that it, we can only buy an American made binky. A binky? Oh, like a a, 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 a pacifier. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. sucker. Whatever the kids call them nowadays, I don't know. Or like American made bottles and shit. That's me. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, and I know you had said I, you had pre- said in the past, like Yeti, like you yeah. were very frustrated yeah. that they were no longer fully American made, and yeah, that disappointed you, et cetera. So yeah, my my Yeti uh, cooler is American made, so I'm happy about that. Right before they moved production to China, <laughs> I know, I know you don't like referring back to the idea of well, you know, yeah. let's not measure ourselves against the Trump administration, right? But you know, Mike Pompeo for me has been an absolute disaster. Tillerson wasn't as bad as I thought he was going to be. I thought he was pretty decent. Yeah. And then Mike Pompeo stepped in, and I think you know, especially with his um, Iran or not Iran Israel Palestine negotiations, I think really essentially destabilized. And I think that's going to be one of Blinken's first moves is yeah. like how to restabilize that and broker a better deal for both sides. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm fine with Blinken. I'm not super upset. I do agree with the Libya comment though. And I was actually researching into that. Please. Obama has actually gone back and said that was the worst mistake of his presidency. Wow. Yeah. So like, that's something I also like is that I've got, got, there's a lot of things I didn't like that Obama did, but I've got a lot of respect for that man. Like he'll go back and say, Yep, looking back other, on what it. What other president? I mean, I'm sure there's been other presidents that have done that. I know that in the early days, because I know that like um, Grant was one of them. Looking back, if you if you haven't read it yet, Brian and all of our listeners, if you guys haven't read it, his memoir, USS S. Grant, yeah, was really fucking beautiful. The man was a drunk. Yeah, um, had a very checkered past, but it's like all of a sudden his old age. He like if you put a pen in that man's hand, it's like it was gold. And I actually heard about this. They, the podcast is no longer a podcast, but it was very presidential. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't get to his. I kind of faded off of that, I and I still like Ulysses it. Ulysses S. Grant one's good. Um, but yeah. I, what I liked most about that episode is it, it, it talked about his later yeah. years. Yeah, and actually, for all those people who are looking for Yeti products, I'm sorry, I was just going to point this out because I was last time we brought this up. I yeah. was saying that they yeah. split off, and now there's a, another person, Orca. 
work is made out of Tennessee. Oh, cool. Same process. I think it's one of the guys cool. from Yeti. But we don't have sponsors, so go on. <laughs> <laughs> so I think our next one... Do you want Treasury, to, right? Yeah. Do you want... We can move on from Blinken? Yeah, yeah. I, I think everyone's good. Um... Yeah, or, ja- Janet Yellen. Yeah, Janet Yellen. This is the one. So I one thing I've noticed, not only with the people he's already selected that still need to be confirmed, right? but that he's officially selected, I like that they're starting to get a lot of diversity, right? And that's really important to me. I think that's a big change from right. the Trump administration. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he had some people of color, some women, but right. not a lot. And Janet Yellen, I believe, would be the first female Secretary of the Treasury. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Doesn't she have background with the Federal Reserve? Yeah, she worked for the Federal Reserve. Yeah, yeah. she and I think she was like the president of like the Federal Reserve Bank in San Francisco or something yeah. like that. And I know, I know lot, it was California. Yeah, and I know a lot of people are kind of um, iffy about her. Um, really, I, as far as because of what she did, um, gosh, it was someone with the interest rates in 2016. She probably put them up. Yeah. She raised interest rates um, and, and like it slowed the economy, basically, and put downward pressure on uh, American workers' wages. Yeah. So one thing, and this is something that they saw, and we talked about earlier when we talked, it was the economics episode, like stock yeah. market isn't the right. economy. Right, right, right. And that one, I had mentioned how the Federal Reserve basically um, artificially maintained low Correct. interest rates. Yes. And it basically, the way I like to phrase it is like, if you have a car, the car is the economy and you push that pedal to the metal, you see it hit those RPMs yeah. up to the red and it sticks red. You yeah. can't stay on that too long. Right. And what like raising the interest rates, what that does is it takes that ticker off the red, right. And slows right. it down just a little bit where it's not like going to put you in a depression, but it slows it down just enough where it's like, okay, it could, it lets the engine cool off. Right. And what they've done so far for the longest time now is they they kept it in the red. Right. And now, you know, interest rates are still at an all-time low. Had they kept them up, you know, this is a time that they could have said, oh, we're dumping them to, you know, 0.1 or, you know, yeah. less than one, you know, <clears throat> that it's been at for a while. Right. They could have done that now as another measure to help bolster the economy and and its return to growth. So, yeah. Then there was also, um, and I'm, these are, um, just things that I picked up. I took a few notes and I want, I'm I'm actually hoping for your clarification on some of these things too, because another thing that I've seen about her, that's, um, again, she, and and I'm going to say this just one more time and I won't, I'll try not to repeat it with every single candidate. She's got a solid record. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, she is seen as kind of like a deficit hawk. Um, cause she was on a commission, um, basically, what was it? It was some sort of a de- commission on the deficit reduction. Um, and it seems as though she may be against a new stimulus package. Really? Yeah. That would she be had basically, she had basically said that our debt path, uh, hold on. I have a quote debt. The debt path, uh, of the U S is not sustainable. Yeah. And so she had gone on to say basically that a stimulus package, she, she skirts around the question. Yeah. You know, like any good politician does. <laughs> you but, know, the thing is, <clears throat> when you have that, when you have a, I guess, an accounting background, right? I think of it as like Oscar. Oscar. Oh, yeah. Oscar in Martinez. Office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the office. Yeah. Where it's like, it's black and white. Like, the numbers don't lie. Right. But 
when you remove the human aspect out of it, it just doesn't work. And that's like when we talked about, um, I think it was Richard Thaler and behavioral economics. Like you can have all the economic models you want. Right. But the problem is if you, if you don't incorporate human behavior, yeah, you're not going to have a, a, a true outcome, right? You're just going right. to have like, you're going to be off because the model doesn't, you know, consider that. And I think maybe she's considering the economic policy more than just like the be- like behavioral economic policy. Right, yeah. right? So I think a stimulus package is important. I think it needs to be done responsibly. Oh, much more responsibly. Preaching to the choir, yeah, my friend. Yeah. Preaching to the choir. Last time, you know, Trump fired the inspector general within the first week of that and the yeah. PPP loans were going out and, you know, the Lakers got a PPP loan and right. Potbelly and Ruth Chris and like all these huge corporations right. that weren't hurting yet. Yeah. And they might be now, but at the time they weren't. Yeah. So we, we saw a lot of, uh, there were a lot of issues with the way it was run. And I hope the next time that it's just as robust, but just better guided. Yeah. And, and then afterwards, which, you know, I don't want to pay more taxes, but whatever it takes to make this country better, we have seen in, you know, every democratic presidency, the deficit goes down. Yeah. Um, and I think that will be the case after very the first inter- two which years. Is very interesting. Yeah. Because what, what you end up seeing, and this is why I'm such a big advocate for, you know, tax, uh, like a progressive tax. Yeah. When you <clears throat> tax the corporations and the wealthiest Americans. Yeah. And then you give those tax, what would be tax breaks for them, towards yeah. the middle and lower class. Mm-hmm. You see more cash velocity and it, and it builds up the economy. Slowly still kind of, um, I'm still kind of upset about the whole Illinois progressive tax not passing. It's very frustrating. So I think the biggest in... in <clears throat> I, I was a little frustrated too. I yeah. think there, it's twofold. Number one, you had a very, very good political campaign run by people. There was money flooding in from both sides, but right. there was a very well-run campaign against it. Yeah. And number two, the idea that you're changing the constitution can be very frustrating for people. Yeah. And one thing that, once again, I was talking with my friend Nick and he was bringing up the pension. So I used to be a teacher. The mm-hmm. pensions were under threat when Rauner was governor and they wanted to make an amendment. And the way he looked at it was, well, you know, they got, they, they didn't let that pass. So like, Hey, let's let the rich guys get away with this yeah. one because like, Hey, we could have been really screwed that time if they messed with the pensions this time, you know, we'll, we'll try and help out back, you know, to the people that helped us. So yeah, I think that was interesting, but yeah, I was, I was pretty disappointed just because like we talked about 34 out of 50 States have it. And we're supposed to be one of the blue. Well, we use it on a federal level and I know like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It needs to be bolstered. It needs to be improved. Right. But so many things do. Yeah. Homeland security. Alejandro Mayorkas. I really like this one. It's interesting because, um, Biden didn't score very well with the Cuban voters. He scored very well with the Latino, the Latino voters that were like of Mexican descent. Right. But when, and Puerto Rican descent, but when it came to Cuban descent, he actually did really poorly. And they think that's why Florida swung. Yes. Um, I would agree with that. And because you seen, you see more Cuban immigrants voting red. And that's because of the, the, the social, the quote unquote socialist agenda that was talked about so much by the Trump campaign. Yeah. I think it was, it was a brilliant tactical move by the Trump campaign to keep. It's always been, yeah, it's always been that way too, but yeah, it's 
it was hammered home as like, you know, if not, if, at first it was Biden is this radical left, and then they're like, yeah, yeah that's not working. Okay, <laughs> he's going to die. Kamala is this ultra liberal, and she's going to push a socialist agenda, and that is, yeah. is what I think really uh, struck a chord with the the Cuban. I don't think I, I, I don't think if Kamala, Kamala runs in twenty twenty four, I don't know if she'll have a, 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 the best shot. I think that um, it'll be. I, f- I feel like more people liked Biden than liked Kamala. And I'm not, that's, again, no, I'm, not, no. I'm not knocking Kamala. No, I'm just thinking. I think it's a very I, valid point. I think that you see a lot, at least a lot of the people that I spoke with and a lot of things that I saw was that, you know what I mean? It was more for Biden than Kamala. Um, yeah, I think I, I, again, there's something I, I so likable no, about Biden. No, oh God, yeah. Like he's, he, yeah. you know, whether. Especially he, when Jim Carrey plays him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I, I will be really interested to see, A, how the next four years plays out. I think it's going to be very beneficial. Yeah. Not as much as I would like, but it's going to be getting back to where we were. It'd be interesting to see her do debates against other Democratic candidates. Yeah, in 2024, because obviously by then, I think Biden Biden will have said, like, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a transitional president, which I think is really cool. Like, to say that up front, I yeah. think is really, you know, noble and like, yeah. I'm no way is he like George Washington, but just the idea of like, yeah. I have a duty here yeah. that's to get Trump out and get us back to where we were. And then I'll leave it up to the democratic process to continue it. Right. I like, I like that, but yeah. Um, my York is, is, is once again, part of the Obama tree. And, um, he was in what department of Homeland security. Correct. And now, um, I think having that, um, he has a lot of experience with immigration policy and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, and I think Obama's immigration policy had a lot to be improved on. Um, and it, you know, anything would be improvement of the last four years. But I think even the Obama administration would acknowledge like they still had a lot of work to do. Right. And uh, hopefully he can, you know, progress in that, in that fashion. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you say that and it's totally fair to bring up now. Yeah. My, I I just got, I got a little curious when you were responding to that too. When do you think we will move past comparing things to the Trump presidency? Great question. Because um, it's not going to be after Biden. I think we'll still be people will still be talking. Well, it's still better than Trump. Well, yes, because I think George W. George W. Bush he got a lot of heat for many many years. Yeah. So the the key will be how long do we feel the ramifications of that Fair. administration? Fair. Yeah. And like you know the Iraq and Afghanistan wars, you know we're still feeling those today. Oh God. However. Yeah. And it's funny that you bring up Bush. It's like all of a sudden he's getting a major free pass because of Trump. Like, <laughs> the, like how crazy is that? Like the point. man essentially, yeah. if we're being very honest, like yeah. completely objective, mm-hmm. the man committed war crimes. Like going into an offensive in Iraq with this quote unquote preemptive attack. Yeah. it's That's an act of war. Right. So if we're looking back on it just objectively now, I wouldn't say that necessarily in the history books, but I would call it like, you know, but when we look at it now, it's really incredible how people look back fondly. And like, even, you know, he became this darling because of his relationship with Michelle Obama. And then he had Ellen DeGeneres and, yeah. you know, the box at the Dallas Cowboys <clears throat> game or Seattle or some, I think it was, I Dallas. can't remember what it was. Yeah. But like, he seems like a dude I'd hang out with. Yeah, I mean, it's okay to have Republican friends. No, yeah, no, <laughs> no it, it, I agree. I think it's okay to evolve, right? If sure. I'm going to hold that 
you know, like, oh, Biden evolved on this mm-hmm. or, you know, John Kerry evolved on climate change or whatever. Yeah. If, yeah, I, yeah, if yeah. I'm going to do that for um, Democrats, I need to do that for Republicans. Now, you still need to hold them responsible for like the Iraq war or, you know, um, being very, very against gay marriage, et cetera. Right. But if he's evolved on those things and he's tried personally to advocate for, yeah. you know, better treatment of veterans, he's, you know, advocated for LGBT rights. If he's made those moves now, like I can't sit there and just like keep bashing him over the head for the same crime. Right. right? You can't, no double jeopardy. Yeah. All right. That was, a, that was en- a really good question. By Thanks. The way. Thanks, dude. Special envoy on the climate, otherwise is, known as the climate czar. Yeah. Which is, is that's so the, weird. which is the dopiest fucking name you can come up with for anything, dude. We should not be using the word czar. No, isn't that a, that's a, like the Russian <laughs> yeah. term? Wasn't that an Obama thing? No, I, I think he was the one who had the first. I think he was the first one who called. I, I, I I've read a lot of things in the last three days. I could be way off. <laughs> I um I, I try, don't. I like try. To, it. I try to read all of this stuff in a matter of like two or three days, depending on when we choose our topics. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's like I'm I'm chasing two kids around. Brian and I had a really good text message conversation. This was that this morning. Which okay, I need to digress again. Please, yeah, whatever. So Kevin and I, like on this podcast, we'll get a little heated here and there. <clears throat> and in our text, like we can get a little. It, it feels like it might get a little tense. Nice, nice shot. <laughs> um, it might feel a little tense, and I can't tell you enough how much I appreciate. We can have really serious, honest call each other out like whatever like oh you favor aoc too much oh you you know tear the left more than like you and i have those conversations and i gotta thank you like i i we both will sometimes like put precursor like precursors or you know say hey like i don't mean this offensively but like here's how i feel and like i i i just I'm so humbled that I have someone that I can talk politics with yeah. that will call me on my shit and I can call on their shit and we can agree, disagree, find some common ground, whatever the yeah. case is. I do appreciate that. Yeah. I don't know if you're referring to that text, but it made me think of that. And I no, that's what I was to talk to I wanted to acknowledge that oh, yeah, on the podcast. For sure. I hope all of you in the audience have someone like that where you can have disagreements and this is what this podcast is all about. Yeah. It's building a community where you can have disagreement. And talk it out. And, you know, sometimes you agree, disagree, find common ground, win, 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 whatever the case is. Yeah. I hope you have that. And if you don't, you have it in Kevin and I, but continue to search for it. Yeah. I forget where I was going now. That was so touching. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> oh, no, I know. I remember now. I remember now. Yeah. Whew. Flashback. Barry, baby, here we go. Um, so, no, I was, uh, Brian and I were texting. He sent me this long text. That I wanted to respond to fucking he, novel. <laughs> it was like fucking. You had to scroll down like three or four times. <laughs> it's like ninety percent of the texts I get from Brian. Swiping faster Brian, than a nineteen-year-old like, on Tinder. Just swipe, swipe, swipe. Brian, te- he like yeah, and he texts in like proper like paragraph format too. <laughs> it's like fucking indenses shit. <laughs> Says me this long thing and I read it, but then like right after I got done reading it, yeah. like, like both my kids, I got one kid in the bathroom going poop. My my youngest pooped in his diaper, and I'm sitting there like I gotta clean up this poop. <laughs> and, and I gotta like, clean they, up my kids. Yeah, yeah. 
they didn't poop on anything. They were both very good boys. No, I meant my poop. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> and so then I'm like, and then I'm like, I got to clean the bathroom. And so I text Brian. I'm like, yo, dude, so sorry. Not ignoring this. Just changing poop. <laughs> but so like, that's like my, that's my, my, that's what my research is like too. It's like five, okay, um, Ben's taking a crap. Uh, I got five minutes to do research. <laughs> and so like, I, I put things together. Um, you know, as quickly as possible. Um, but John, okay, John Kerry. Anyways, yeah. So he's a, he's he was Obama's, czar, oh, yeah, and he was Obama's Secretary of State. That's good to point out. Again, another Obama. Yeah. Um, and I think he's always been a little bit more towards the forefront of the climate change argument. Um, very similar to Al Gore. Yeah. Uh, Al Gore lost to George Bush, and then John Kerry was the one that was going to run against him. Right. The second time, and John Kerry kind of took that mantle of climate change is real and we need to start addressing it. Right, right. And it became a focal point of, you know, his work in his secretary of state. And I think he was part of the reason the Paris Accord um, agreement actually, the Paris Accords, the, the the Paris Agreement where, you know, all of the major countries in the yeah. world were coming no, to this Paris agreement that we need to be very conscientious of our, you know, carbon footprint and, yeah. and start making changes. He is probably, in my opinion, the most solid pick so far. Yeah, but he's also the most boring, which I, this is good. Yeah, but no, but he's got a ton of history. Yeah. With climate, you know what I mean? Like, he, he does a lot of things for it. You can look back at all of his votes on things, you know what I mean? And, like, um, yeah, I think he's done a great job. Um, yeah, I, I, I like him. I, and I think big picture, too. You know, so he's been involved in a lot of climate efforts for the over the decades. Uh, he led the failed effort to steer the sweeping climate bill through Senate in 2009, 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Which was probably... An earlier, less progressive version of the the Green New, the Deal. Green New Deal, and then yeah. the quote unquote Biden climate change plan, which is the Green New Deal. Yeah, <laughs> well, no, it's cool. He it's, didn't. There's no, some. It, there's, it's, it's it's very similar. nearly identical. It's very nearly similar. identical. It's, very, it's like and you cousins. know what? They're this cousins. is something. I'll say, not I'll say one nice cousins. thing. I'll say one nice thing about AOC. Okay. And Did you see me perk up? I was yeah. just like, oh, I'm, so I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm shutting up. No, and it's, you know, not directly about it, but I, I do feel bad for her. <laughs> it can't be directly. To no, no, no. I, I don't mean it like that. I know, I know, I know. Um, I, I, I feel bad for her because I feel like because she is so abrasive, mm-hmm. she gets a little bit of a bad rap. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do understand that she is very young. Mm-hmm. 31. Um, 31 years old. Um, so that means we're really young too, right? Hell yeah, baby. Thank you. You're younger than me. <laughs> we, we had a listener, Jason, pointed out. He's like, Kevin keeps calling himself old. He realizes I'm older than him, and I do not like this. I'm young. <laughs> I was like, I'll let him go. But, um, and now our audience knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, no, so uh, I feel like a lot of people, they will use very similar ideas to hers, but they will call it something new, like Biden did. Yeah. Because they don't want to be associated with her. Yeah. And I think that is that abrasiveness. Mm-hmm. And I really hope that she one day gets that under control mm-hmm. because she can come off as what I was saying to Brian earlier. She can come off as a little bit of a bully. She her her, inten- her intentions may be good, yeah. but she, I don't think she's quite figured out how to communicate on this level yet. This is where like Brian and I disagree. Where I don't think she's very polished. I think she has a long way to come. She's got a whole other term now to do it. Yeah. So that's good for her. 
Um, but I, I do almost feel bad for her there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, and it wasn't just her plan because that was a big Bernie thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. They teamed up on it. Yeah. Um, I, I, well, first Grandpa, off, Grandpa Bernie yeah. came in. He was on, he was Uncle Bernie. Now he's Grandpa Bernie. Let me tell you a story, kid. <laughs> Kevin's dream. Oh. Bur- Uncle, Grandpa Bernie telling yeah. him uh, a bedtime story. Yeah. No, I, 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 I commend you for, for bringing <laughs> that up. All of his stories end with like, and everyone has equal everything. <laughs> I commend you on bringing that up. But yeah, I think, um, with AOC, I I agree she needs to be a little bit more political in her demeanor. And, yeah. and what I mean by that is like it's great to be passionate but like every battle control can't that, every that battle passion. can't be the end game like against Thanos. Like if you had that throughout the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe, no one would have got to the end game and would have mattered, right? Yeah, I'm like fuck this. Right? Yeah. So I do agree like it can't always be and you know this is she especially for moderates like yes, I think climate change is so important it has to yeah. happen now. But if you put it in a way where it's now or never, you're going to lose people. She's a TikTok politician, coining the phrase. Everything needs to be viral for her. Okay. And I think if she gets over that, when she gets out of her TikTok phase, and just, you know what I mean? She's not on TikTok. Or, well. No, I don't mean it like that. Like she's, I know she's not on TikTok. She's, she's uh, too busy doing her... Um, uh, Twitch stream. Twitch stream, thank you. The um, one time. I think... <laughs> Stuck with me, Brian. Um, no, but I think once she gets past that, she can really. I think that she can get a lot of the yeah. things that she wants to accomplish, accomplished. But I think that she's got to kind of get past that, like every viral moment. Yeah. I, okay, that's a really good way of putting it. Not everything needs to be the Declaration of Independence, and I understand that. I, like everything, yeah. you know, is just like the stage is ready, and, and yeah, you know, have your moments. I agree, but. I right. can understand where you're coming from. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so Ke- John Kerry, I think that I, I think he'll do a good speaking job. Speaking of not being viral, <laughs> John Kerry is very not viral. Not viral but he's the dude pick. in the background getting. I think he's he's the guy in the background getting things down. Yeah. yeah. Look at me say something nice about it. He's democratic, isn't he? Duh. Yeah, you say plenty of nice things about it. Boom. But I I I think he's going to be great. First thing he's going to do is probably get back into uh, the Paris. Paris Climate Accord. Yeah, and that'll be in conjunction with um, uh, Blinken. I know yeah. Blinken has also said, like, we have work to do on I that. I think he's well. got something in his eye. <laughs> <laughs> and engines. Um, Avril Haynes, director of national intelligence. This is the one that scares me. Really? I think she's a perfect pick. You want to know why? Wait, 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 wait. Why would it scare you if she's the perfect pick? Because she's already good at making shit disappear. <laughs> <laughs> Can you explain that a little further? Yeah. So on her, uh, what's the name of the site? It's a, is it Brookings? Yeah. Brookings. Bro- yeah. Yeah. So on the Brookings thing, she um, had on there that she was part of the, I th- again, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of this plantar, plantar. Okay. It is a, um, hold on, let me get it here. While you're getting that, the Brookings yeah. Institution is one of the largest think tanks. Yes. So, and actually I, I did a lot of research for a company yeah, they were doing brand strategy, and and we we were working with one of the think tanks, and yeah, and the Brookings Institution is one of it's the foremost think yeah. tank in the world, and one of the reasons why is it is so unbiased in yeah. its approach. So Plantar has been um, meddling with some data mining, and so she actually was on the committee for Plantar. She was associated with them for a long time, and it was on the Brookings Institute information for her. Uh-huh. Magically disappeared last Ooh. week. 
dun, 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 very CIA-ish. Yeah, which she was the de- first uh, female deputy director of the mm-hmm. CIA. Yeah, she had a very touching speech. That was one of the ones that I watched. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. Like, I am going to balance power and truth. I was like, oh, those are good words. <laughs> I'm not being like not being a dick. I was like, all right, cool. Let's see you do that. And she did. She did a good job, like praising the national intelligence community yeah. and like all the things they do, which is finally a nice return. Like, yeah, these are people who put their wives on the line for safety of the United yeah. States. Yes, we've had our own issues from within and external, like in terms of what we do towards other countries. Yeah, but in general, we should be very reliant on the intelligence community the intelligence community. Oh, we rely on them great for our defense strategy. Yeah. And, and Plantar, Plantar, if I'm not for, and again, I'm sorry if I'm butchering the name, I've never heard of the company. It just came up in my readings and my watchings. I just keep thinking of Plantar fascia. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Dude, me too. <laughs> um, but they actually donated a lot to Donald Trump's campaign. Oh, really? Yeah. And benefited from major government contracts as well. That would make sense. Yeah. I mean, it happens in politics, I suppose. Well, and then there was... Um, and they put, well, and they played a role, too, in helping with uh, Trump's um, immigration policies. Okay. Or uh, did, uh, detention centers, I believe, is what it was. Interesting. Yeah. I know there was some skepticism of one of the possible epa regulators because he was a former obama regulator that went to the fossil fuel industry and it became this whole thing yeah and essentially you know as an aide to the obama administration who had a great i think they did a great job if if there was one really great job that the obama administration did it was work on you know environmental protections right um and i think there were I don't know. I thought I heard this fact that they had done more protection protections than any president since Teddy Roosevelt. Um, I could be off on that, but he was part of that. And then utilized that information and went and worked for the fossil fuel industry is now being brought back. I'm not terribly afraid because I know the main goal of the Biden administration will be similar to the Obama administration. Right. When it comes to the interior processes of protecting right. we will do hopefully a very good job yeah um, right. but, but going back to avril haynes i'm a fan she's a former deputy director of the cia yeah um and she'll be the first one to ever head up the ns or the national security mm-hmm. um advisory so i'm 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 excited jake sullivan national security advisor yeah fine with him too yeah linda thomas greenfield u.n ambassador wouldn't um, she be the first um I want to say she would be the first woman. Oh, in that position? Yeah, I think so. I got to double check. Yeah, I, I think, um, once again, this is bringing diversity. We're, we've talked about several women. Yeah. We've talked about minorities. I'm very yeah. excited about this. Um, Linda Thomas-Greenfield is a, a black woman who has a tremendous career behind, uh, you know, that she's worked through. Um, it's been 35 years in foreign service. Um, is cited by, you know, the Washington Post. Um, she was mentored by Madeline Albright. Like it doesn't get much better in terms of, you know, how you go about handling, um, the United Nations than Madeline Albright. So are there, I'm any, a fan. are there any other possible cabinet people you would like to speak on? So, um, I'm a big fan of the fact that Bernie Sanders is being tossed around for the secretary of labor. Yeah. Um, see now I just, I just read something today, and I don't know if it's true, but it was from CNN. Uh, da, 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 da. 
Hold on. Biden appears to pour cold water on Warren and Sanders join, joining the cabinet. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. So it looks like he's, and I only read part of this article because I, I literally found it. Mm-hmm. It was four hours old yeah. when I found it, but I found it like as I was like finishing up, like making dinner tonight and getting ready to come over here. Um, but it it seems as though Warren and, and, and Bernie may be out. Well, yeah. I mean, Warren, the, the two places I could see Warren is uh, number one, Department of Treasury, which yeah. has now been picked. Right. And the other one would have been maybe attorney general yeah. if you wanted her to go after the big banks. Right. Um, but I, I, I'm not as. Who do you go, go ahead? ahead. Sorry. No, 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 I was going to say I'm not. I wouldn't be as disappointed to see Warren not in the cabinet. Right. Um, I really think uh, Bernie Sanders would be a really good labor person because he is sure. so intense about, especially for your your ideology, for sure. Yeah, and he, he's always going to fight for the working man. Yeah, and woman. I agree. Um, so that's the key of the Labor Party, and we haven't. I I love Robert Reich. He's yeah. a professor at Cal Berkeley and, and right. was the uh, labor secretary for Clinton, and I think Sanders would be very similar to him. Yeah, I say this every time when we bring up uh, Grandpa Bernie. Um, he, it's funny. Noel has a grandpa, Bernie. That's dope. <laughs> um, one thing I really appreciate about him is yeah. that he has been so damn consistent. He's been doing this since what the seventies. Yeah. Late sixties, early seventies. Yeah. And he's not one stance has changed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's rock solid. <laughs> yeah. He was far ahead of his time. Yeah. You know what I mean? For this movement, for what he wants. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that's very commendable. Yeah. But it, it doesn't look like it's going to be him. Um, you what do you know, think for veteran affairs? So this is one I had floated, and I know it, would, it made you happy. Yeah. It wasn't just saying it was Tulsi Gabbard. I think she I would don't be think great. I don't think she'll get it. And I'm also, she has, I feel like she would have been brought up by now. Yeah, I also would have liked to, if not her, then maybe Pete Buttigieg. Does he have a military background? Oh, yeah. Does he really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that about yeah, him. Yeah, I believe he was either Army or Marines. Okay. Um. So and that's why I would say that he he did a tour in Afghanistan. Okay. So I I think you know there were two people that I think did incredible work that mm-hmm. aren't really like senators or whatever yeah. in the party, and that was Buttigieg and Stacey Abrams. So I yeah. would have liked to see their names floated around a little bit more. Yeah. But um, I'm not seeing that at all because I've seen talk of Buttigieg not being considered for anything. No. Yeah. I haven't seen him at all. Yeah. Um, it's still early. There's still time. You know what I mean? It's not something that we're going to be rushing through. Um, but I, I, I'm... Here's here's the thing with, with this, and we kind of brought this up at the beginning of the hour here. Um, anybody who was hoping to drain the swamp, it's not happening this time around. These are all people that have been here for a long time doing the same thing. Some of them may be good picks. Some of them may be bad. We'll see. I have my thoughts on it. I know Brian does too. Yeah. Um, I do think that it will definitely be a return to normalcy. I think that 2024 will be the year that we can hopefully see some change. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen in the next four years. I think that we'll get back to where we were during the Obama administration. Yeah. Um, and yeah. that's about all we're going to get out of Biden. Yeah, I think I think that's a really good point. I personally hated the whole like drain the swamp thing that Trump brought up. I thought he kind of turned oh, that it wasn't into a that. swamp. I mean, drain the swamp has been a, a yeah. For a long he said time. he was going to drain the swamp, and it felt like he brought in like lobbyists yeah. and yeah, oh, for you know, sure. like for you sure. know, Rick Perry being the energy. Yeah. Like, energy if we were doing secretary. this pod, if we were doing this podcast in 2016, I would have been saying the same thing. Yeah, then. no, absolutely. So. Um, I do understand, like maybe a difference of, of, you know, these 
people like uh, Greenfield who had 35 years, um, you know, in this in this kind of role. I do understand wanting that change, right. um, but you know, like you just said, Bernie Sanders has been doing it a long time, and he, yeah. he would be a great fit. I'd but, be okay. I'd be okay with him being part of the cabinet. Yeah, I yeah. don't think he will though. Anyone else, Bry? No, and like I said, I mean, we're going to find out a lot, and and none of these names might matter, right? Because yeah. they have to go through the confirmation <laughs> process, and you know, uh, Tom Cotton. I think it's Tom Cotton um, from Arkansas, the senator from Arkansas, uh, has already you know voiced his concern. Yeah. Over like, oh, this is the Obama administration all over. It's terrible. I'm like, dude, we got to recover. I think that this is the time. That, you know, maybe maybe the next four years will be a good time for bipartisanship. You know what I mean? Everyone's going to get back to normal. Mm-hmm. I um, hope so. And, and we can all kind of take a, a, a chill pill, if you will. Um, they just got to get back and start working on the pandemic yeah. and the... Um, stimulus like we gotta right. we gotta jump start people it's like 30 million people are on the verge of of uh losing their homes right. so we got to get people help we will well thank you guys so much dang it's already over I, yeah i dude. was i'm so energized well do you we, want to do an aftermath we should do an aftermath all right we're gonna do I a bonus we'll do aftermath, aftermath. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys thank you guys hey, so much for listening happy thanksgiving happy thanksgiving from us to you we are thankful for you guys yeah. this year and thankful um, for your support yeah we yeah. were getting more patreons we we're getting people using our throwaway shop you know great for the holidays you want to spread yeah. some mad lips cheer i know that i'm buying all of my family t-shirts <laughs> <laughs> we're very thankful for all of your support the likes the shares the comments the reviews the subscribes the follows the shares all of it we're so so thankful and we're thankful for you just listening all right guys thank you so much and uh for all of our patreon subscribers we'll see you in the aftermath and for all of you who are not patreon subscribers we still love you equally but we will (laughs) see you guys on sunday thank you guys well guys we're here we've made it to the end wait 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 kevin kevin we got to thank our sponsors what sponsors well we, we haven't gotten any official sponsors yet but we do have patreons Oh, and we should let people know that they can join our Patreon for subscribing from five to ten to twenty dollars. Any amount helps. Yeah, thanks to all of our Patreon subscribers. If you guys don't want to do a monthly subscription, you can also support us by buying some of our awesome clothing at madlibspodcast.threadless.com. And that's a win, win, win. win. <laughs> also, if you guys uh, wouldn't mind, we would love for you to follow us on our Facebook page and oh. our Instagram. Thank you. Thank you.